It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to yet another edition of the IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes. You can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. I'm one of two fantasy analysts handling the IDP section of FantasyPoints.com. And with me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Thomas Simons. Mr. Thomas, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Justin. I'm doing well. Glad to be here with you. Uh, how many bye weeks? How many bye teams do we have this week? None. <laughs> We're Thank finally... God bye weeks are over. I, I'm telling you, that's just been crazy. And speaking of crazy, that Thursday night game was really weird. Um, it, it seemed like neither offense wanted to score. <laughs> and the yeah. 49ers, they spent most of the game trying to get into DK Metcalf's head, the wide receiver. And he, they did get Metcalf to, to, to do an unsportsmanlike uh, conduct penalty. And while they did keep... Uh, Metcalf to 55 yards on seven catches. He was pretty much contained most of the game. And Seattle, once again, they ran the ball just 14 times. It marked the fourth time this year they've run the ball 14 times or less. Now, to put this into perspective, in all of Pete Carroll's games coaching the Seahawks, only five times prior to the start of the season did the Seahawks run the ball 14 times or less. And they've done it four times already this year. Crazy. And they used to have Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, something I've noticed, you know, we've been talking a lot this season about Cody Barton. Uh, started the season strong, uh, fell off, you know, lost a ton of snaps and, you know, lost a lot of playing time. Uh, but slowly but surely over the last couple of weeks, you know, he's been he's made my waiver wire article last couple of weeks because he has been picking his snaps back up and got over the 50 percent mark and got into the 80 percent mark. And, and we saw that again this week at 88 percent of the snaps actually led the team in tackles, had 10 tackles, six assists. Now, some of that extra usage uh, ha- was because Jordan Brooks left the game a little early. I think he had 86 percent of the snaps. He's dealing with a with a neck injury. Uh, hopefully he's not too serious. Uh, Ryan Neal doing what he always does, getting about five to seven tackles. Uh, he's, he's one of the more consistent safeties. Rarely does he put up those like, you know, massive numbers, but, uh, he's as solid as a rock. So, um, but Cody Barton, Hey, he started the season strong. We, a lot of us had him, but we had to drop him. And now during crunch time, uh, somebody started Cody Barton this week and was really happy to see him paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And he wore the green dot once, uh, Brooks went down. Called yes. all the plays. So watch so, that going into next week, yeah. Shall we move on to what's going on for this upcoming weekend? Let's do it. Let's dive into week 15. You want to start us? Sure. I'll start with the Chiefs. They they jumped out to a 27 to nothing lead before allowing Denver, speaking of uh, Russell Wilson, to get back into the game when the, the Broncos abandoned their running game. They relied heavily on Wilson to, uh, until he went down with a concussion. Now, the Chiefs did have six sacks. But, hey, it was Denver, and Denver has been allowing three sacks per game coming into the, the this outing. Now, the Chiefs' defense really has to improve if they want to make it to Glendale, Arizona in February. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, Javon Holland. There's a chance um, that Holland will actually have to play 
uh, closer to the line of scrimmage this week. It uh, looks like Eric Rowe is out. They do have a couple other safeties they can fire up. Um, but uh, from what I read from some of the beat writers on, on Twitter, it, it does look like um, they the, the, the coaching staff is considering using Holland up in the box. Even if they don't, this is a really good matchup. Buffalo has been a top five option for DBs for weeks now. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for this game, uh, you know, to go Holland's way, I, I think he's got a, a really good shot. So um, Holland, you know, playing a, a lot of deep safety. He's been up and down, of course, m- more down than up. But uh, if you need him, I think this is going to be one of his better weeks. Are you going to be able to find him in the snowstorm? <laughs> well, that's true too. Yes, they're expecting a foot of snow during the game alone. It's supposed to get up to three feet of snow on Saturday, so it's going to be an interesting night game in in Orchard Park in Buffalo. Now, with many of the starters out on the uh, for the LA Chargers, the the Chargers defense held up pretty well against the explosive Miami offense. Speaking of the Dolphins, now the biggest key and the showcase for the rest of the league is that Miami was allowed just forty eight offensive snaps last week. Now, that's a little over 10 snaps less than they've been averaging up to this point. Unfortunately, that hurt the Chargers' IDPs as linebacker Kenneth Murray uh, led the team with just seven total tackles. He had six solos and an assist while taking 96% of the snaps. That's the kind of thing you expect when an offense doesn't get that many snaps, but it it definitely showed uh, um, to the league how you shut down that Miami offense. Yeah, and like like you were just saying about the snowstorm, there's a good chance <laughs> they're going to get yeah. shut down again. Uh, uh, last little thing on Miami. Uh, Holland has only had two games this season where he's hit double-digit tackles. One of them was against Buffalo the first time these two met. So, uh, But obviously that, that snowstorm is going to uh, affect a lot. Um, but but nonetheless, uh, I want to talk about some other DG, DB matchups I like this week. Uh, Cameron Bynum and uh, pretty much all of the Vikings DBs. They got they actually are going to have the the number one matchup of the week. Um, so to me, uh, if you've got you know Harrison Smith or Cam Bynum or any of those Vikings DBs, uh, it's a great week to to fire them up. So. Starting line, uh, inside linebacker David Long Jr. on Tennessee, um, he's been out with a hamstring injury. He landed on injured reserve. So Monty Rice led the team this past week with 12 total tackles. He had seven solos, five assists, and a tackle for a loss. And he took 71% of the snaps while Dylan Cole, who was supposed to be the one that stepped up and became the fantasy-relevant player inside that defense, posted just five total tackles, two solos, three assists. And he took 11% more snap count than um, Rice did. Now, Joe Schobert took 23% of the snaps, posted a single solo, and then he got cut during this past week. Unfortunately for Rice, Zach Cunningham was activated this week, uh, and they opened up their, his 21-day window. Now, that doesn't mean that Cunningham's going to play in week uh, 15. It just means that he has the the possibility of being activated. And if he does get activated, there's a good chance he, he's on a snap count. But if he does play, that's going to cut into Rice's production, and Dylan Cole will probably have another off day like he did last week. Now, you have some thoughts on a guy who has a great matchup but is is out because he's been he hasn't practiced all week. Is that correct? 
Yeah, well, um, we're talking a little bit about uh, that. I, I did want to follow up. Um, I love what you're talking about in terms of Tennessee. This is really important because um, whoever gets the most snaps is going to be in a great position. The Chargers are the number three opponent for um, uh, IDP relevance for, for linebackers. Almost every week they're pumping out excellent linebacker production. You know, if you uh, you can just picture how often they're going to dump the ball off to Austin Eckler and how many times that's going to pin them up against the linebacker. So that would, that would be a great fit. Uh, yeah. We're just, you know, uh, Thomas and I were talking about the, the, the Cardinals I and mean, they have uh, a great matchup this week. They're the defensive line. Cause obviously they're going up the Bron- up against the Broncos. And uh, we were just talking earlier about, you know, how easy it is to kind of pick on the Broncos. This would have been a great game for Zach Allen. He's banged up. I, and um, so if, if Allen isn't out there, then a, a ghost from the our, our ghost from Christmas past. Um, I would not be surprised <laughs> if J.J. Watt doesn't get it done for you this week. I know he's been. Uh, nowhere near the player that he used to be, but he is still actually playing on, at a pretty high level. Uh, he's just clearly um, lost a step, which we can't blame him for that. But man, if you want to, if you want a long shot, or if you need a long shot, would not be surprised if JJ Watt doesn't get home for you this week. And on the yeah, flip side of that, oh, go ahead, Jonathan Ledbetter is the one that'll step into Zach Allen's role, but Ledbetter is nothing compared to um, what Allen can do, and what Watt has done in the past. So yes, so true. Yeah. I was just going to say, and on the flip side, let's talk about the, the Denver uh, side of things, the Denver linebackers, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, they face a Cardinal team uh, that creates the second most fantasy points to linebackers. And I think that that will uh, hold up actually pretty well, even though Colt McCoy will be their quarterback. It might even actually help a little bit. So I'm not shying away from Jewell or Singleton. I always, prefer jewel over singleton i know singleton has those crazy um uh that crazy tackle rate but jewel continues to put up numbers that are just as good if not actually better than singleton and i'd rather have the guy who's going to be out there for every snap like jewel staying on the defensive line i'm going to go to las vegas and talk about chandler jones um he's starting to produce for the raiders and this is what they were expecting when they signed him in the in the offseason uh, and this gives um, Las Vegas a really nasty bookend pass rush because Jones and Max Cros- Crosby both recorded a sack uh, against the Rams last week. Now, Crosby has 11.5 sacks on the year, while Jones has 4.5. But four of those 4.5 sacks have come in the last two games combined for Jones. So he's getting hot at the right time. Um, more matchup stuff. I mean, particularly – you know, everything is matchup right now. Everybody's trying to either get into the playoffs or this is their first week of the playoffs. So matchups ma- matter more than ever. I'm just going to keep kind of hammering away at what, what are some of my fa- favorite plays this week. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about Tampa Bay's linebackers. I think Devin White and, uh, to a lesser extent, Levante David are in really good positions this week. They're playing the number one matchup for linebackers. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. They produce a, they produce a league high 22.7 tackles per game to linebackers. Uh, also produce, um, 1.3 sacks to linebackers. And that's big for, uh, Devin White, who they like to use uh, and send out as as a pass rusher, and he's somebody who can get home. So Devin White might o- not only have a, a pretty high tackle floor, but he and Levante David also have a, a pretty good big play upside this week. 
Speaking of the Bengals and allowing sacks, they allowed Miles Garrett two sacks last week, and that notched his fifth multiple sack game of the year. Now, Garrett has 12 sacks on the year through week 14. He's still two and a half behind uh, Nick Bosa and Matthew Judon, but still, uh, Garrett is starting to catch fire as well, similar to what um, Chandler Jones is doing with Vegas. Uh, let's talk some more about the defensive line. One of the best matchups on both sides of the ball this week is going to be uh, the the Giants and and the Commanders. Uh, the Giants give up the most fantasy production to defensive linemen. So if you've got Deron Payne, if you've got Jonathan Allen, uh, you know you've got Montez Sweat. This is a great week to use them. They have a great mix of. Uh, tons of tackles. Obviously, they've got Saquon Barkley there, so they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, but they will. They also uh, can. They're vulnerable inside, and this is really why I like Payne and Allen. Um, the Giants do have Andrew Thomas as as one of their tackles, who's one of the best tackles in the game. Um, guy just does not give up sacks. So on the outside, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, I'm less confident in. Uh, but I do, but they are definitely the Giants are definitely soft on the interior. So they'll give up sacks, they'll give up tackles, uh, which is a great combination for your Washington defensive lineman. But on the other side, Washington themselves give up the fifth most uh, fantasy points. Uh, basically, kind of the same combination, particularly now they're starting to lean on Brian Robinson more, and um, you know he's supposed to be heavily featured this week. So uh, you know Dexter Lawrence, I think, is a great play this week. Um, uh, just in general, if you've got a commander's uh, interior lineman or if you've got anyone on the Giants, uh, both of these guys, uh, are. this should be a heavy run game. And again, this should produce a ton of defensive line tackles. Yeah, and Leonard Williams, who, who's been out a couple of uh, games, um, he's been limited all week with a neck injury. He's another one to keep an eye on in, in this regard. You, you mentioned the Giants. The Giants allows, have allowed 44 sacks this year while Washington has allowed 37. So both of these teams give up a ton load of, of sacks and that's to keep an eye on coming in. Now, speaking of sacks, Detroit's linebacker, James Houston has not been supplying many tackles for IDP owners, but he has come up with um, huge lately in big scoring leagues that reward sacks with big fantasy points. Houston has played in just three games this year since week 12. He has one or more sacks in all three of the games while totaling four sacks in those three outings. I want to talk a little bit about Jeremy Chin. Uh, he's somebody who we obviously have relied on as a DB one in the past. He said, you know, he had a fairly strong start to the season, seven tackles, five tackles, eight tackles and a sack. Then he got injured uh, at week four, finally came back, had a nice nine tackle game week 11. Week 12 was a strange game. He, he only had one tackle. Um, so when week 14 came around off of the bye, and he only had five tackles. That made some people get a little worried. I'm okay with five tackles. I think that's closer to his floor. That's just going to happen sometime. His range is basically five to ten tackles. It's a pretty wide range, but that can happen with safeties. Um, the five tackles he did have, um, it, what's important here is that he did add a couple of big plays. He had a tackle for loss, and he had a pass defense. So if you get credit for those in your league, then you're, you're, I'm, I'm happy with, with what Chin gave us last week. However, we're not here to talk about this. last week. We're talking about this week, and uh, I actually really, really like his matchup this week. He's playing Pittsburgh, and the Steelers are a top-five matchup for defensive backs. Uh, just a ton of, of, of not only 
tackles coming his way, but also some 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 big plays uh, or something else we can kind of rely on there. Uh, across the board, the the, uh, the Steelers give up or they create twenty eight point seven tackles to defensive backs, uh, which is in the top five. Um, lots of, lots of, uh, passes defense as well. 3.3 passes defense per game. That's also in the top five. So, um, both tackles and big plays. I think, uh, if you are rolling with Jeremy Chin, give him one more week. He really should come through, uh, and cross over that five tackle floor. Especially this week when you got Pittsburgh, who's going to be without their quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and they still haven't committed to any of their quarterbacks yet to start this week. So they could trim the playbook back a little bit and try and run the ball and control the clock that way. And that that bodes well for Chin. I'm going to streamline ourselves right here into the final section of this podcast, which is our notable injuries. And some of the, the injuries... Um, have landed some people on injured reserve, such as Trey Hendrickson from Cincinnati. He suffered a broken wrist. He didn't go on injured reserve, but he's expected to miss at least a few weeks. Now, Jayon Brown today was placed on injured reserve, as was Chris Wormley from uh, Pittsburgh. Brown, a linebacker from Vegas. And both of them landed on um, most likely season-ending injured reserve because you have to be on there for four games, and neither one of them is headed for the playoffs. And well, I take that back. L.A. is, uh, excuse me, Las Vegas is still in the hunt, but Pittsburgh's pretty much out of it. The uh, um, Denver Broncos put Jake Martin on injured reserve with a knee injury, and then I mentioned earlier Zach Cunningham was activated on his 21-day window, and even if he plays, which I doubt he will, it'll be a snap count. Now, the following players I'm going to list here are some key play uh, IDPs that are out for Week 15, and that's Zach Allen, defensive end on Arizona, defensive tackle Vito Vey from Tampa Bay, defensive end Danico Autry on Tennessee, linebacker Derek Barnes, Detroit. Corner. These following cornerbacks are also all out. Mike Hilton, Cincinnati, Stephen Nelson, Houston, Kenny Moore, the second on Indianapolis, Rocky Sin on Las Vegas, and Jamal Dean on Tampa Bay. And there's a whole boatload of questionable players like Antoine Winfield, and the list goes on and on and on. This is the type of this is the time of year where things get really squirrely. And it, whatever you do, if there's any advice we can give you going into this final few weeks, don't overthink what you're doing. You've been counting on players to get you here to this point. Roll with them. Live and die with what you've got and what you've done. Don't overreact and and overthink it and then make a move and then later on realize, I shouldn't have done that, and you end up kicking yourself all offseason. Yeah, that's great advice, Thomas, and and I'll I'll, I'll follow up with with something that's pretty similar, which is simply – Focus on talent over matchups. I know right now every you know you're you're going at week to week, which which obviously that that's if you're even paying attention to fantasy football right now, that means you still have a shot. So congratulations. But talent over matchups. If it's between two players, and and it's and it's one looks like they have a great matchup, but they're an okay player, particularly when it comes to pass rushers. Right. I don't care what Max Crosby's. Uh, um, uh, matchup is. I don't care what Miles Garrett's matchup. Is. Don't let players like that. And same thing for linebackers. You know, particularly if it's like an every down linebacker who you know a Rashawn Evans or a, a, a Foya Luakon. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you'd be amazed how how often that you know they they 
that talent will will rise above. So, you know, um, now not everybody's in that in that position, but but if you if it comes down, if you're sweating it, try to think talent over over matchups. And I totally agree, Thomas. Don't overthink overthink it. Uh, try to put your best foot forward. If you're a Fantasy Point subscriber, you can hop into the Discord app. We've been helping out people all all season and we're obviously going to help you all through the end of the uh, playoffs speed on the end of playoffs i say this every year about this time i we really hope that you tune in next week because if you tune in next week you're in the playoffs all right we're going to get out of here thomas you want to send us home be well and be safe thanks for tuning in to this edition of the fantasy points podcast Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.